Saturday, August 29, fine weather. Rail's back in the true mm. position. At the moment, the track is uh, a good four. We've had um, a bit of, he's actually, Chris Nation has actually been able to put a bit of irrigation on it this week with the rain ceasing. There is a little bit of drizzle coming fr- late, fr- late Friday afternoon, Friday e- evening, but not enough to, to make an impact. So the sun will be out at Belmont and hopefully uh, it can be a bit of a uh, better surface. It's been a bit hard to wrap your head around in recent weeks, but um, hopefully with uh, the sun out today and yesterday and tomorrow and all that sort of stuff, it can, we can provide a, a better surface for the horses to put their uh, best hoofs forward, Terry. Exactly right. i got no real, um, no real fixed thoughts on how the track will play back in the tree. Last time it was red hot, the time before that it played really fair. If anything, a little bit off. So we'll um, we'll wait and see. It's been, uh, it would have been at least a month, I think, since they've been in the true 18.7, so tick over a month since they're last in the true. So we'll just wait and see. But um, I'd say more more likely than not, it'll play. Um, the rail will play pretty good. Yeah, sounds good. Okay, so let's get cracking. Eh? Race one is the go racing for free before the footy maiden. Thousand meter race to kick things off, Terry. I'll uh, I'll see what you've come up with here. Oh, this isn't this isn't the maiden I'm overly enthused about. Don't mind maiden number two though, okay. to be honest, uh, BJ. But uh, not overly enthused about a great deal here. Um, I wanted to find something to try and beat Nahachi. Nahachi isn't a superstar, but was pretty good first up. Um, didn't really. Even though he was held up, didn't really belt the line, I didn't think, over the last 50 metres. But this is a pretty weak maiden. Jade should land just behind them. Um, there's a bit of speed in this with can't help myself. Can't help myself, sorry. Potentially Patila Femme. Femme Puissant. Femme Puissant might come across from from nine. Fortune's gifts look like we read ridden for pace by Banjo from 10, looking at the trials. Yep. So, um, yeah, Nahachi should tuck in behind him and, and probably go past him. Uh, I would suggest, but I've marked, what do I mark now? Actually, $2.50. I'm still not. It's two sixty, two seventy. I'm not diving in at that price, to be honest with you. I'm, yeah, I think I'll just stay out here, BJ. Yeah, well, Narachi is the, is the obvious, isn't it? Um, Adam mm. Durant, stable back in form. Had a couple of excuses first up, as you said, Terry. Uh, Jade should should give this this fellow a lovely run from gate four at the moment. Just wondering what your thoughts on the trial of Devil's Dust I thought it uh, tried quite well, knocking off Fiery Water back on August 10. First up for Peter Giedresco, who um, we don't see a lot of these days. No. Used to be a very prominent uh, trainer, but he looks to wound down his team size-wise considerably. But Devil's Dust, first up. They call it a boutique stable these days. Absolutely, yeah. So I thought this was tried good, yeah. Yeah, I, I like this trial too, obviously, and, and the form around Fiery Water obviously looks better now. But um, the, the concerning factor for me with Devil's Dust, I actually remember doing the form on this horse uh, before he uh, debuted in January because he raced against the Italian job, one of mine. So I did the form That's for the right. race pretty in-depth. There was only six in it. And uh, his trial before that was huge as well. So always wary that, um, yeah, some some horses uh, promise the world and deliver an atlas. So, But very nice trial. This isn't deep. Can park on him definitely, but um, that does stay in my mind that he's trialed like a jet and failed in the past mm, yeah okay so from a tipping point of view i ended up with narachi 
on top, but not a strong leaning. I thought Devil's Dust was the uh, was the one to keep an eye out. Um, maybe could be the one that knocks off the uh, the favourite. Darren McCauley is going to have his hands full here. We've got Femme Poussant, Petit La Femme, La Chieve and Kailani. That's one's not too bad. So and Narachi. So the um, few tongue twisters there for um, for Darren McCauley. Uh, the best in the business. So I'm going to back him in. I reckon. Mm, so yeah, Narachi tipping on top. For me, are you going the same way, Terry? Yeah, got to go that way. I've, I've marked last year, can't help myself, Devil's Dust, between 7 and 10 bucks, and my notes suggest that if one of them get out to a silly price on the exchange late, I'll, I'm not afraid to have a small little each-way bet at sort of $18 plus about any of them. I'd need to be getting over double my quote because I really okay. just don't don't, uh, don't want to get involved here. I feel better about myself if I don't get involved here, I think. It's like a silent, pro- silent protest. <laughs> well, you know how we feel about maidens here at the, at the one yeah. one. So. Mm-hmm. There's enough enough them during the week. Yeah, that really doesn't strengthen its uh, its case too much either. But it does sound like Terry's got something he wants to discuss in the Tab Touch West Speed Platinum Maiden race two, stepping up to the sixteen hundred meters. What's uh, what's caught your eye here, Guru? I do I do like one here, uh, as I alluded to before. This isn't a very deep maiden. I think that's uh, I think that's a fairly fair assessment. Uh, Probably any of the maidens we're seeing on. on Saturdays uh, at the moment, which is amazing considering they're worth double, about double what your uh, midway cons are worth. But uh, I really like uh, the changes we are seeing to tick along here. Um, really liked its trial back on the 13th of July. And if you go back to that trial, it's really interesting. The second horse, Enduring Moment, it hasn't won yet. But I mean, Enduring Moments put in ab- three absolute stormers since that trial. Warbler ran third at one. Fourth horse, all on black, ran fourth at one. The fifth horse, Cape Rain, it won. And the seventh horse, We Own a Brute, it won. So it's a pretty good trial form, isn't it? Very good. You don't see a trial like that where they, um, yeah, five of the seven have come out to, four of the seven and another one's knocking on the door. So pretty good trial form. Uh, I thought first up, Hannah got a bit lost in traffic, didn't get much out of it. And it's last start behind just under. Again, I don't think Hannah got a great deal out of the horse in the straight. It laid in. She never really got to get to sit down and sort of ride the horse out properly. Mitchell going on for Hannah and the blinkers going on are just two massive positives, I think, for a horse. It does have a little bit of ability. Um, don't think it'll be going much past a class two necessarily, but uh, I do think a maiden like this is right up um, right up his alley. I think Mitch has the option to, to sit first two or just park. Probably prefer just park, but I'm, I'm not too perturbed in that sense and it's just not a very deep race so i've marked tickle on a clear favorite so the five bucks is um yeah it's plenty for me to get involved bj yeah i'm in i'm in complete agreement with you terry blinkers oh. blinkers on mitchell pateman on third up at the mile i reckon there the the recipe is all there for a, a tick along victory myself i uh mm-hmm. i had tick along on top in my market price I think I was about four fifty. Tick along. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Th- okay. What, what did you have it again? Sorry. Three thirty, but knew yeah. I was probably a little bit thin. I expect there'll be some money around for horses. I am Groot. What's yes. Groot from? What what movie is that from? I don't know. It's not you from got kids. Uh, they, they, yeah. they're Groot. The the despicable me looking. Yeah. Could despicable me. Yeah. Yeah. Very good. I did know you knew. Um, <laughs> I am. There'll be money for I am Groot. There was big money returned to Oz uh, second up. I think. Uh, 
I was part of that charge. We got the sort of 650 into about 354 bucks, and uh, it was just never a happy horse in the run. It's really yeah. hard to come at it on that performance. So, um, But there will be some support for return to Oz. Trade Fair Express is another one that likes to feast on milk, so I don't really think from barrier 10 that's probably going to end up trying to breeze, I'd suspect, at best. Not really where I want to be um, Want to be going, but it can win. But no, for me, it's a uh, – and the rest of them are, are horrible. So, yeah, tick along, BJ. I'm, I'm pretty keen. Very good. So you said you led the charge with the return to Oz second up. Mm. What was what was the thought processes behind that? Because it was a significant move on the day, wasn't it, return to Oz? Yeah, well, I, I think if you just compare the runs first up of return to Oz and Zala, yep. um, there was very little in it, if not return to Oz, was potentially the better of the two runs. So from memory, I had a mark, Zala, 240 return to Oz, 290 type thing. So it was purely a pricing that um, for me, but obviously – few people agreed and the money came but the horse uh, yeah the horse never wanted to be there so always always a concern but durant adam is training well at the moment and the winkers go on which winkers should uh, on, which yeah. should sharp which should sharpen him up so yeah he's uh, in a weak maiden like this over the mile uh, adam adam tends to get them um pretty close to cherry ripe third up fair enough yeah well i'm with you anyway as i said earlier terry tick along uh, on top brett pope mitchell pateman blinkers on i think uh, ticks most boxes for me yeah i'm uh, i'm bullish Okay, race three is the Peninsula Dining Room Plate. Three-year-old race, 1,400 metres, set weights and penalties. Uh, this is... Um, less bullish. Less bullish. <laughs> less bullish. This is, all, this is all, in other words, this is all yours. Keep in mind that Regal Dividend's racing against a slug today, so I say Regal Dividend will be coming out, which looked your likely leader. Yeah. So I don't know how you're going to map this now. I might say Chrissy Graham go to the top. Yeah, you might might have to, or um, mm. they might push uh, push forward with playing for keeps. Perhaps yeah, it began really well in uh, in its trial the other day. Uh, showed plenty. Dion of is an aggressive speed. trainer as well. He prefers to race them on speed where possible. Yeah, I think that's playing for keeps would be the likely leader for mine. Uh, I was really quite taken with the win of Chile is hot. Oh. First up on on debut at um, Pinjara, mm. August twenty. Got back to uh, near last. Jason Whiting sort of weaved his way through the field, and it actually wasn't. Even though the margin was what ahead on the line, it looked like it was a bit more decisive than that. Um, just the way that it, that it hit the line, this gingerbread man filly, and um, from gate one, uh, Jace, Jason Whiting can just sort of begin and and not not bother not bother her too much and. I imagine that if uh, if the runs appear again like they did at Pinjarra, then the closing speed that she showed a similar similar burst of speed could see her run over the top of them again. Yeah, I'm. Uh, this is going to get boring if I uh, if we keep agreeing with each other. But I uh, I'm with you here. Actually, I didn't I didn't do a real deep 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 dive into this race, but uh, I was. Um, I think Chicks Chatter's obviously got the right form lines behind yep. Queen Brown. But I'm 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 happy looking around Chicks Chatter at the two seventy price. Just happy taking it on. Kerman Rocks was obviously good. Surveillance you need to have a fair bit of forgiveness for, but it's obviously probably got the best top end form. Well, not obviously it clearly does have the best top end form uh, yep. of any of these. But um, no, I really like the Chili is hot trial and then win. Great. Graham Ballantyne had Chile as hot and ran a horse called Ran a Red Light nominated for this race. And Ran a Red Light, they went mid uh, week. We scratched it for this, for that. It went really good. So I think this one might be better than Ran a Red Light. And um, I don't know, when a stable starts to roll, especially the, the younger horses, they um, they can all sort of uh, get up and about and going at the same time. And um, the $6.50 is, uh, is comfortably above my price. So um, 
Now, I wasn't really, I was just going to probably stay out to some degree, but now we've had a discussion. The fact I really enjoy gambling, I'm, um, I'm going to hop in. <laughs> Very good. Yeah, well, Chick Chick's Chatter obviously has the strong form lines and the, um, the established the established sort of form and uh, and fitness, so it's um, mm. it's entitled to be uh, at the head of the market, I would say. And surveillance is its best stands out, but um, it sort of just hasn't quite I don't know hit its full full potential this time in. So I don't know. I just feel like Chile is hot. There was there was plenty in that debut win, and you know only has to really hold that hold that form. I would suggest to give that that a big shake and at the each way odds. And I think that's uh, I think it's good placement from. Graham Ballantyne and um, just needs that galloping room in the straight. Yeah, I agree. It's a pretty uh, pretty thin old event, so um, I think uh, I think it can actually begin okay and probably land back of whatever does lead because there there is that little uh, pace in the event. So uh, I'm with you again. Let's see if we can disagree soon, though. <laughs> soon. All righty. Race four is the Cool Ridge handicap uh, for over 2,200 meters. A couple of Terry's. All-time favourite horses going around here in double digit, mm. and uh, the one and only sacks on, sacks off. Wax on, old waxy. What? Uh, what do we got? What do we got? Waxy might be a run, run or two away here, but uh, as uh, speaking to Bradley yesterday, uh, Mister Tab Touch, and as we were discussing, it's you, you'll never see a better speed map for old sacks on. Should just wander to the front. There will be no pressure whatsoever. So obviously you don't want it to wander. You want him to march, but um, no, he's still a few runs off, so he won't be uh, won't be falling in there, but. Um, I'm really keen. The price has been absolutely, what's the word I'm after? It's been it's been bullied all uh, all the way from five bucks into about two eighty um, this morning. But I've actually marked gonna go two dollars twenty here, BJ. That might be a little thin um, potentially, but uh, really, I you were keen last week on gonna go. Not keen, but you gave uh, him a little bit of a push, and I queried um, whether he'd get the journey. And I'm just going to say he got the journey. The horse that beat him got the better run. Gonna go was off going earlier, um, than Montalina and, uh, he really made Montalina work for that victory. And, um, I think there's, I mean, the general consensus Montalina will continue to go through the grades. So I just think this is a, uh, this is an easier race. I love the fact he goes up in weight because Mitchell gets to ride him. He absolutely flies for Mitchell and uh, he's a proven weight carrier. Uh, I haven't got it in front of me, but I think his last two wins were 60 and 61 kilos. So the 59.5 doesn't concern me. Um, yeah, this isn't a deep race. I'm pretty keen. Gonna go, BJ. What about uh, Bonneville Black? 51.5 after Maddie Derrick's claim. Ah, last start Bonneville. winner, the guru was on. What's the story? Yeah, I, I I do. I think Bonneville Black's the biggest danger. I'd like to see with the lack of speed in this. I'd, I'd be instructing Maddie, even though the horse doesn't begin all that quickly. Um, look at how she rode it last start. It was three deep, uh, no cover outside the speed. I'd be instructing her to go forward and probably get rolling at, at full tilt from about the six. Yep. Really try and make use of that 51 and a half and make Gunnigo really chase with the 59.5. But um, uh, I just think Gunnigo might be a better horse. And um, from the barrier, if they do ride him cold, I just think there, there's two. Yeah, there's some issues there. But um, no, I've marked Bonneville Black a clear second favorite. And um, I did think this would be the type of race I'd be really keen to hop into double digit. But the, the 60 kilos is a real leveler for a little... Uh, He's only a little bloke, and um, I also don't like the fact that Sean McGruddy is out of the saddle because the horse has really been going for him lately in particular. So um, I just think 60 kilos, double digit, 59 and a half, going to go. I prefer the going to go form. So bit of a bit of a no-brainer. And have a look at the, the weight swing. Maserati gets off double digit. Um, I mean, on paper, Maserati should be beating home double digit, and Maserati's previous effort to, to truly great was, um, yeah, it was truly great. 
So interesting, uh, interesting runner there. He's a he's a battler for for Cliffy Green, old old Maserati, but um, he can he can definitely run a race at a price. Yeah, he can. He's um he's pretty pretty honest. Maserati um, doesn't once, tell many lies, does he? No, once once he sort of gets into that space, he can he can race week in week out and race really consistently and perform up to a certain level. I ended up. Um, I ended up on sticking with Throwdown. He was my Maddie last start. Mm-hmm. Uh, Chrissy Graham on board was um, quite a big run actually. Second up for um, for his campaign, uh, attacked the line pretty strongly. Just just failed to catch Bonneville Black. Uh, Jason Whiting on is probably just going to do no work in a smallish field from gate one. If he can wind up in, if he can, Jason can get him off the fence and winding up into the race and because uh, he stays really well throw down and mm-hmm. um he uh I, I can see him yeah he just he loves these 2000 plus races i can just see him whacking away late uh, and with additional natural improvement third up into his campaign i can see him being hard to hold out on the line i agree gonna goes flying i thought he almost had montalina last week but um but that mayor she really clicked clicked into overdrive that last 200 and sort of got the job done quite convincingly but i think i think not a bad option for for throwdown and terry's gone through the other major chances as well i'd just like to see your thoughts on um sugar cane i thought mm. this mayor was a bit stiff midweek the other day yeah, I was on. So I, anything that loses, I think stiff. To be honest with you, that I've backed. So um, Sugarcane is—I don't think he's four wins. Well, I don't think I know. He's never—he's uh, never won for another jockey besides William Pike, which is a mm. concern. Can't take use. Of the, uh, can't make use of the gate overly well. So uh, not necessarily to be overly close to them. Uh, I think it's a horse. I think she's she's a mare who can win uh, one of these type of races. And I mean, this this isn't impossible with the 54 and a half. It's pretty good placement for a 64 rated mare and a 66 plus. Um, yeah, she, she's a winning chance. But again, I've marked a 12 bucks. So she's not at my quote to, to have a bet. And um, yeah, I'll, I'm, I'm, I've got the, the blinkers are on. Sometimes the blinkers just go on. And if I get my price, we load. And then we um, we sit back and get frustrated afterwards. <laughs> All yeah, right. Just so the usual. And you, and you cop the, uh, the WhatsApp message, which I <laughs> no longer tweet, of course. <laughs> so, yeah. So Terry's keen on Gunna Go. Uh, Mitchell Pateman back on board. And uh, I'm leaning towards uh, three down, but not, not uh, with a huge amount of confidence in um, what could be a tricky little 2,200-meter handicap um, at Belmont yeah. on Saturday. The main thing is we disagree on one finally, so I'm um, uh, yeah, a bit of a, a bit of variety, but we okay. re- what we required. All right, so it's it's Mundaring Hotel WA Racing Mastermind time, Terry. Pen and paper, ready to go. Pen and paper, ready to go. So just quickly, the Mundaring, it's been the heart of, heart of the hills since 1899, located in Jacoby Street, Mundaring. If you get a chance, drop in and see the publican Ian Butchie O'Connor. Say good day and let him know you're a one-one listener. Congratulations to last week's WA Racing Mastermind winner, Russell Hinks. A $100 gift voucher is on its way. Russell is now a dual mastermind winner and, um, yeah, a really strong supporter of the podcast. Russell came along to our uh, night out, our pub crawl, Terry, if you recall. So um, yes. he, uh, he, uh, he got the job done, getting all three questions correct, and he's going to be heading back up the Mundaring with his $100 gift voucher. Now, to be crowned this week's mastermind, you'll need to answer the following three questions correctly. Here we go. Question one, how many races has Great Shot won since his 2017 Railway Stakes victory? 
Mm -hmm. Question two. Who trained Bell Bazaar to win the 2007 Idyllic Prince Stakes? Do you remember Bell Bazaar, Terry? I do. I think I've got the answer for that one right. Okay. Question three. What year did the Fighting Tiger Northerly win the Idyllic Prince Stakes? And who was the pilot? Who rode him that day? And they're the three. I'm not the mastermind this week, unfortunately. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So that's, uh, that's the WA Racing Mastermind competition. Don't forget to get your entries into us. Direct message on Twitter at the11pod. Send them through. And, yeah, of course, you'll be in the running for a $100 gift voucher to the Mundaring. So race five is the Kieran Megumi Handicap 1,000-meter graduation, and we see the return of this will test you. Terry. Yeah, this will test you. Also, I tried to buy a... 5% of after a, a thousand beers, which I'm pretty glad because I think I offered more than I, I should have. So, um, yeah, it was a, uh, this, this is probably, this is definitely the, will be the most, um, anticipated first 10 meters of a race for, for the day, I'd suggest. Yeah, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm really intrigued to, uh, to watch her go around. There isn't a way in the world I'd be, I'd be backing her at the current price of $1.50. Um, I reckon she's the best horse in the race by, as most people would concur. She's the best horse in the race by, half the uh half the straight i'd suggest but uh jay's watching her begin in that trial if she does that over a thousand meters um it's, it could just about be race over couldn't it so what did you think of the trial do you was she slow away did she bound what I don't was know. i what don't was know the... what happened I, I think it's one you'd have to yeah. ask mitchell did he um he, he would have learned a lot from that as well out of the gates but look the idea of the spell and whatnot as well was just to freshen her up and probably to get her come back as a more mature racehorse and um yeah, uh, I mean, you got to query if what what we saw in the trial looked very, very, very questionable at best. So there's a few pretty professional beginners in this race, and they're drawn around her. And um, if horses like Excellent Dream Weapons, and if they if they jump and ping the lids like, as you'd expect, and she's back last, I mean, yeah, you wouldn't want to be taking five bucks about her if she's uh, if she's back in the field like that. So I think at the dollar fifty, she has to be one of the risks of the day. But she's one of those risks that if she does ping the lids. Uh, You'd probably take a dollar ten about it, but unfortunately, that's uh, that's not how the game works, is it? Yeah, well, she made she made such an impression with that Bunbury maiden win. Mm. Uh, was it four point six lengths back in uh, November last year? Then she came to Ascot in a eleven hundred meter graduation, led throughout with Pike in the saddle, six point seven lengths, and people were talking. Or you know, Group Ones at that stage with her down the Flemington Straight. Yeah, and then then things sort of. Went a bit awry from there. Um, had a couple of setbacks too. Yep. Um, and and she's a mare, quite a headstrong sort of um, spirited mare, I would say. With uh, um, and she's had some issues over the journey, considering she's five year old and only had the the four starts. So I don't know. It's been a bit of a rocky road, I suppose, with this will test you. But there's no doubting how much talent this horse has. But um, is she is she going to be professional enough on race day to ever really make the most of it? So. It's um and just the fact that she missed the kick in the in the trial just adds another element of doubt into mm. you know her professionalism as a thoroughbred, doesn't it? It certainly does. Yeah, it certainly does. I mean, we saw her miss the kick, and, and it's different in a trial because they obviously go a lot slower. And she was able to amble up to him, and uh, the win was huge. And the horse she beat, Dance Music, will be extremely popular in the um in the feature race later in the day. So that I mean, I'm not I'm not discounting how good she is. I just think it's um there's probably better spots to dive in at uh, at 1.5. I uh, <laughs> yeah. I would I would be th- a bit like Billy Ray midway. That's a good spot to dive in. At the <laughs> oh my. God. God, 
I hate the world. Yeah, so I'm 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 really interested to see how she goes. Uh, I'm really interested to see what she trades as well. Um, I, yeah, I I don't know if she'll trade as thin as she did as a couple of those runs because there there will be people who are wary, and um, I think it's more likely than unlikely she'll she'll do something wrong at the start. So um, I uh, yeah, I, I think she'll uh, she'll probably trade closer to even money. But um, I I want to have something if if it gets out. I'm not really happy with the six seven bucks at the moment. I, I really like how excellent dreams racing. At, at, mm-hmm. at, this stage of proceedings, uh, Victoria Corvo is replaced by Chloe as a party. I'd like to see them be super aggressive here. Try to get across um, Copper Fury early, who is a quick horse, but it's also first up for 255 days. So um, I just think Excellent Dream has been running really good races in and in in styles which haven't suited him all that much. Um, Vic took a sit, then got a bit of a bumping duel with Weaponson. It was a soft win, sat three and four deep the start before that. This is three starts ago um, when beating Ex-Celestial, who came out to, to win shortly after. And then at um, at his most recent outing, he was beaten by Ex-Celestial, but he was held up for a run. They tried to ride him a bit cute in behind the speed. With Chloe going on, I'd love to see just real aggression shown and um, really try and give this or test just something to catch. Unless yeah. they're all tr- unless they're all trying to catch this or test you, of course. So so what sort of what sort of price would you be looking at uh, to to have a nibble at excellent dream, Terry? Well, I've marked this will test you a flat even money, but I, I probably wouldn't get involved two forty um, type thing. If if it got upwards of that, I'd I'd probably I'd probably throw in, but that's that's not going to occur. I wouldn't think. Um, probably seven dollars fifty above excellent dream. Happy if it wins at six bucks, and so be it. I'm I'm okay staying out. There's enough speed in this race where there is a chance that uh, even if she does want to lead Chloe, that she may not be able to anyway. So, but we have seen the horse take a sit and still run nice races. So, I think from an each way point of view, if you can get sort of seven eight. Uh, Eight dollars and two bucks the place type thing. It's it's a nice little each way bet in a race lacking a huge amount of depth. Bj. Yeah, I I, I tend to agree. I had from a tipping point of view, I had this will test you. This will test you on top. Um, one thing to note is Mitchell Pateman did a lot of the early education work with this will test you back in the uh, back in its early days. So mm-hmm. he actually has a very good uh, strong affinity with this mare, and I think Mitchell was considering becoming a trainer at one stage and this was one of the horses that he was very actively involved with from a hands-on point of view so this is going to be his first ride on her in a race so um, that's going to be interesting to see how that all plays out and um, and whether he he might be the the key to unlocking this will test you uh, but yeah excellent dream does look the the standout second pick racing really well for Victoria Corva midweek I do like the booking of Chloe as a party looks really suited on excellent dream the way that this horse likes the way that this horse profiles in its uh in its races so that's the second pick for me for excellent dream you did throw out a horse by the name of atm mm. uh, first up last uh two weeks ago yeah i've the, already um, had uh, something on actually bj uh 41 bucks went up and I, i've marked atm um just shy of 20 so that doesn't that obviously shows you i'm not super keen but they go up above the price. We have something on, so um, I'm the su- run was the run was good, wasn't it? It was really good. Yeah, I think Sean was yeah. a bit too defensive out the gates and just um, over the thousand dropped last, rather than sort of being in a, a similar position to the winner. E always and try to be a bit more aggressive in a three wide line type thing. So um, I really, really liked the run first up. It's just from the gate. Can uh, can Troy dig him up and try and land him, sort of not fall back the fence and just try and be sort of three back the fence with chasing the right horses, get the gaps at the right time. But um, no, I think ATM can can run a cheeky race for sure. 
Okay, and last horse I want to mention, Lace Vinsky, first up from the Simon A. Miller Yard. Enjoyed a really consistent campaign and he was rewarded with a, a, a victory uh, at Ascot on January 25 before the spell. Uh, ran second to several smart horses and um, I think not to be missed a couple of times and put a spell on you, got the better of uh, got the better of him at Pinjarra one day as well. He's had two trials leading up to this latest trial. Tash Faithful was on board and he, um, he won a 1,000-metre heat at Belmont on August 17. Matty Derrick from gate 12, mm. first up, claiming three. Looks like a tough steer for Matty, doesn't it? Well, query to you here, because Matty doesn't ride. Well, I don't know if Matty has ever ridden for Simon in the past. Do you think they saw the draw and thought, we're going to be deep the trip here? It's very likely the speed underneath that if they, unless they um, take a hold, they're going to be deep the trip, I would think. Um, yep. Do you reckon they've said, let's put Matty on and say, go sit, go sit three deep? Um, with cover outside the speed in in Maddie Land, as you like to call it, and um, yeah. and let the horse uh, let the horse just go three deep. Don't even worry about trying to get in. So, I, I've, yeah, I'm I'm interested if they've put Maddie on specifically to sit deep the trip, which isn't that's not a that's not a, a stupid comment because um, she has so much success in doing so. She sure does. Yeah, I, I can I can see that absolutely. Mm. And um and the, the three kilos off first up. Yeah, it's probably um. Probably a pretty astute booking from the Simon A. Miller Yard, I would say. But I think so. But yeah, like Lace Vinsky sort of it lacked a bit of a knockout punch last prep, but um, but raced really well. Uh, I can, you know, he's he's going to win his share of races, I would say. So looking forward to seeing he maybe take his his racing to another level this time in. But um, but yeah, it looks like a race where this will test you. Could could bomb the start or or and run horribly, or it could win by panel. So it's going to be it's going to be fascinating to see what happens. Um, exactly right. I I wouldn't be afraid if you're looking for a, a bit of an Landish bet in the race wouldn't be afraid to lay the place if you can lay it at a dollar twenty or a dollar fifteen type thing and get seven or eight times your money because um yeah it makes a mess of the start it could be a, a really uh ugly and 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 tough old time for Mitchell Pateman from there on the only other horse I quickly want to mention BJ uh, horse at trials like a jet and they're going to the races without a trial here it's seventy bucks at the moment um I'll probably have a tiny tiny bet I've marked uh, I've marked her thirty five so I don't really give her too much of a chance but Olga Louisa trials like a jet I love I love when they horses that trial like um superstars I like when they go to the races without the trial because perhaps perhaps oh sorry really, I see what you mean yeah perhaps yep. they're really yep. uh they're just a really good fresh horse and they can't put the same type of performance in uh, a week or two later when they, they hit the racetrack so just keep an eye on Olga Louisa at uh at cricket score odds here see if um see if she can run a race okay race six is the feature it's the idyllic prince stakes Listed weight for age, thirteen hundred meter, hundred thousand dollar race, and um, free trade. The mm. boom, boom, six year old resumed in the new market was a dollar sixty five favorite, and uh, yeah, he didn't. Uh, he was well below his best, finishing fifth, beaten over three lengths behind Saraceno. What a, the in a word? Give me a word here. Either forgive or forget. Uh, I have to forgive have to forgive mm. he um mm. he's it was the first time he's ever missed a place in his career and it's i wonder whether the the, the shifting track on the day might have played a played a part in in his performance but um yeah that was that was well below what we know he's capable of it's going to be interesting to see 
him bounce back in at weight for age. Michael Lane stable. I imagine they wouldn't have pressed on with his campaign if um, if there was any issues there. So I'm um, tactics will be interesting as well because I, I thought the lead was there. The lead was there to be had in it the um, in the new market, but connections and Chrissy Parnham opted to to take a sit and and let Saraceno lead comfortably, and then Sean McGrady on Saraceno just uh, took off from the 800 and catch me if you can and. Just yeah, completely blue free trade out. What about the gear change? What about the um? What about the gear change on yeah. Saraceno? What did you think of that? Blinkers off, winkers on. Oh, I don't. I don't understand it. There was, they did. There was one recently. It might have been Lockroy. Uh, might have been. What's their other group one spinner place in the winter bottom a few years ago at hundred to one? Durandell. Durandell, that's yep. the one. Um, yeah, they whipped the. They put in a probably a campaign best run. Then they, the gear changes with that stable. They just they just seem to. I don't know, a bit of overthinking. And I reckon if a horse puts in a performance like that at, at that type of price, you um, you don't change anything for the sake of going an extra 100 metres. And I mean, it, it says that the horse raced keenly and blah, 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 but so, so be it. I, I just don't understand why you'd even consider um, a gear change for a horse that's uh, just performed so far. Uh, just put in such a basically a peak run. Um, yeah, anyway, I found that quite odd. Great shot, BJ. Has great shot um, come back? I don't think, uh, I don't think he has. Uh, well, what has he what has he done? So he had he had two starts in the spring, in the birthday, and the northerly in 2019, and um, he hasn't. So they pulled the pin after that northerly in October last year. He had a trial at Belmont. On- Didn't he do a tendon? Oh, was it a tendon? Was it? Hang on. I think he did a tendon. Don't don't 100 quote me on that. He did. There was definitely a a, a serious setback. Okay. Oh, I'm relatively certain as well. So I was I was really concerned with the trial that because great shot. Is such a good trialer. It, yeah. it just consistently, you go back through his last six trials for every single prep, and um, he trials like a bomb. And he, he trialed pretty ordinary. Um, really didn't stretch out to the line hard. Was beaten by a sort of a class three, class four horse in uh, in over there. So um, yeah, that for an older horse coming back from an injury of three hundred and fifteen days, that really concerned me because um, this weight for age race really is up for grabs, and it could have been a a chance to uh, notch another W. Yeah, absolutely, and I suppose variations in the same boat as well. He was he was retired, yeah. and um, yeah. they put him back into work. Two hundred and eighty days between runs, he's had a couple of trials leading up. So they're the two genuine weight for age horses, aren't they? You would say historically, yeah. um, and um, but but both of them have got massive queries about whether they're going to ever be able to recapture their peak form. Well, they're probably probably not. So um, so they're going to be vulnerable first up. You would say. So again, it, it just opens this race right up, and and you can mm-hmm. see why the market has has you know gravitated not only towards free trade, but you know the mayor dance music first up as well. Yeah, they're the two horses that have the uh, the haven't hit their mark yeah. Uh, as yet. Yeah, dance music, um, no, not I was going to say dance music in particular, but that's not the case. They're both uh, basically on par in that sense. I'm with you in the forgive files of free trade, but uh, there's no way I'm taking two dollars forty about a horse who was that poor first up. Um, also, I don't think free trade can kick up and lead here, and I think free trade's a far better horse when able to dictate at a pretty hot tempo, um, either from the top or out in the breeze. So um, I do think Great Shot will uh, still have the pace early to probably get across um, free trade, but tactics will be interesting if, if they do really try and um, to, to kick up on free trade and lead the race. What did you think of the the new market tactics with free trade? I mean, the lead was the lead was there. Are they playing a, a longer game with him from a uh, 
education point of view from what they what sort of horse they want him to be but yeah potentially potentially i think they're obviously they're looking at the mile um um this year's railway stakes as as has been discussed or i mean they might go down the other path if they if they feel he's better over the 1200 and go to the the winter bottom or i think as we discussed in the last couple of weeks do both but um yeah i i think they're just I think they're happy either way. It would be my suggestion, but um, yeah, they've definitely got no qualms in sitting him, do they? No, no, and um, yeah, and I suppose that leaves dance music's going to probably um, probably going to be suited on top of the speed, isn't she? So mm, her, yeah, um, yeah. She, she trolled as you mentioned earlier. She trolled alongside this will test you on August ten at Lark Hill. All her form last prep. Well, she's just such a consistent mare all round, but. All her form last prep was pretty good, wasn't it? She won the Mandra Cup, um, being disposition. Then she came to, and came to town, back to Ascot rather, and won the Australia Day Cup. Who, did, who did she beat that day? Who did she beat? Knocking off Wrinkley, who's still going in a campaign. We're talking about a race back in January. That's really good, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> so, but yeah, but she's she's just a, a really good mare, isn't she? Dance music, so she mm. can she can test the favourite free trade for sure. But what about what about this multiverse? What about his his form and nah, how, how hard not, he tries considering. recently. Yeah, he does try hard, but I try hard doesn't mean I'm any good. So mm. I, uh, I I can't have these horses that aren't suited um, at weight for age mm. level. I simply can't have them. So, I mean, free trade gets the five kilos um, on him and, and it's the same with um, with Saracino as well. They're just – the weight for age conditions are really killers um, for, for those types of horses. So um, purely on that – Purely for that reason, I can't consider multiverse. In saying that, for some reason, I'm, I'm considering flow, and that's uh, that's basically the exact same thing. So, um, I'm just expecting improvement from flow. If you go back to his run four starts ago, when uh, Peter was on the podcast, Peter McCormick, who owns a share in flow, that was a huge performance. Um, it was a bit bit of an outlier for for flow that day, but um, yeah, I just I just think this is a it's a funny, it's a funny little race. It's a funny little race. If, if Flo gets out to something crazy, I'm talking thirty five dollars plus late, forty dollars late. Um, yeah, I, I just think this race could throw a bit of an oddball result. Yeah, I tend to tend to agree. From a as a, from a tipping point of view, you landed. i just forgiven free trade. I have to go again. I think his body of work uh, suggests that he deserves another another chance. Um, dance music, the uh, the hardest to beat from my point of view, and I just feel as though. If great, if Reese Radford can have a great shot, like anywhere near right, this is this is a winnable race for him. He's the yeah. he's the quality uh, weight for age performer of the race. Tough as old boots, gives himself every chance up on top of the speed. Um, yeah, if the stable's got him right, he can. He's going to be a hard bugger to get past. That's for sure. Hundred percent, but yeah, I uh, I agree. I, I'm concerned that he's uh, he hasn't come back. But uh, yeah, I've got free trade two forty dance music four forty. So and that's in a ninety percent market. I lowered this one a bit. Though. So there isn't a bet here for me at the moment. As I said, if, if they float around those prices and, and not much um, not much happens there, I might look at a, a mad little speck on flow. Mm, okay. Well, good luck to Pete McCormick in connections there. Mm. So we might yes. have to get Pete back on the show soon as well, just to especially if, if flow gets up, might have to. To get him on to discuss all that sort of stuff and uh, also what's happening with um, with with Pete McCormick in his racing operations business moving forward into the new season as well. So exactly right. Yep. Okay. So race seven, Amelia Park handicap graduation, fourteen hundred meters. Uh, Rationale was a super win. First up from a long break, 
truckloaded in bedding. Terry, did you make sense of that? Hashtag they knew. They knew. No, no, BJ, that made absolutely no sense to me whatsoever. So Russian Alley was in a week earlier and it was something like 358 to 67 bucks behind the gates at Northern or Pinjarra and in, in an easier race and it was just out the door completely unwanted. Seven days later, the bots have decided that... Um, it's rationality day, and uh, the money comes, and it, it wins like uh, it wins like winks. All I will say about that victory is it was completely, completely, completely set up for for a horse the way it was ridden, and it was just it was sort of the last horse standing. I mean, it's only beaten home Amasinas, who had just won its maiden at its prior start, bless its little heart, uh, at its prior start. Uh, so I don't know if that form is necessarily um, going to hold up dramatically, but. Listening to David Harrison after the race, he does. They do have a big opinion of her, and um, they're expecting her to win plenty of Saturday races. But in saying that, I always take on a horse second up off, off three hundred days, so she's off four hundred odd days. So um, at three bucks, I'm I'm happy looking around her. Bj, what do you reckon? So yeah, I can see exactly that, especially from from two. She's probably going to get back, sort of maybe three back fence, mm-hmm. something like that, which could be could be trouble in a race where. And there's, a, there's been there's been a scratching actually, BJ. Let me just update. Oh, it's, it's me. It's me. Moral. It was me. It was me. Best. It's been scratched. That's it. Stop recording. I'm out. <laughs> See you later. I'm done. Oh no, geez, that was an absolute speed map special. False statement. Mm. Oh, I'm actually really. Um, they can you can hear my heart breaking probably from wherever you're listening. Um, uh, yeah, false statement. Was that going to be your best betting proposition of the day, Terry? Uh, probably not my best, but I can say it is now because it's been scratched, so I've got nothing to lose <laughs> by, um, by saying that to I say. Uh, look, from a speed map point of view, and now um, the horse, which I did want to save on, probably obviously becomes the topic, but Super Teotoya mm-hmm. um, for Lactar and, and, uh, and, and Big Cole and Webster. Um, it looks to have this map um, really um, to himself. Yeah, he should be able to roll forward. Like the last effort when they went, a million lengths above benchmark at Pinjarra. Sat deep the trip. Um, it was huge. It was huge. Had had no right to, to be fighting out the finish. And the pr- prior effort had held out Belmar Pago, who would start pretty short in a race like this. So um, definite query coming from Pinjarra, where he obviously feels comfortable doing his racing at the moment. But from a speed map point of view, I just, JC, he's just got to be in front for a long way because there is absolutely no pressure in this race whatsoever. What about Peppy Jack? Do you think they're going to roll forward? Jade's going to roll forward on him? Oh, potentially, but... Just yeah, just uh, Peppy Jack's not that quick mm. horse. So they they could roll forward on Peppy Jack. Um, they could roll insane. Now they could roll forward on Annihilator, mm. but it didn't begin quickly. Abby Lane misses most starts. Uh, really liked Abby Lane's first up run, by the way. And it's it's a runner who I believe can win this race if getting close enough in the run. The step up to the fourteen hundred is integral for Abby Lane. But um, yeah, look, just from a speed map point of view for me, it's it's a really easy bet on um, Super T. I'm just going to call it Super T. I think Big T, Booker T. Um, and I've marked Super T five bucks before the scratching, which means after the scratching, it's probably closer to the four dollar mark. So, pretty happy getting involved at around five fifty. Super territory. Okay, so there was a horse uh, early in the Geraldton season last year where you said that this is the horse to follow throughout the season. It will end up being the um, the horse of the year on the Crayfish Coast and you weren't far off the mark there, Terry. It's Big close. Shot Paddy. You were an early, early adopter on the Big Shot Paddy bandwagon. What can you tell us about him? I do really like Big Shot Paddy as a horse, but uh, I just think coming to town uh, with the 59 and a half is going to be a, uh, a pretty big ask for Big Shot Paddy first up. Um yeah, I still think uh, – I still how, how far away is the Jero season from kicking off? When does it usually – I think it usually starts late uh, September, October, something like that. 
Yeah. Okay. So um, whether they're just uh, this is a oh, then again as a with the rating that he'd be having in Geraldton, there wouldn't be too many races. Oh, he could no, he could still go through the seventy pluses um, and work his way through the the staying races in that sense. But um, now Big Shot Paddy's definitely got the upside. But um, yeah, I'm just with the fifty nine and a half first up in town. I'm pretty happy just watching him go around. Let him continue his progression without he, um, we'll he part see- we'll part ways with Paddy. For a short Seems while. to do a good job with his horses, John Reynolds, doesn't he? Certainly does. Yeah, he certainly does. He's also first up two seven two days, yeah. and that's um yeah that's going to be a really uh, a really tough ask as well. So that's 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 nine months away from the track. So um yeah, good good luck to him though. As I said, I, I do think he's a really really nice horse, but um yeah, uh, Abby Lane would be the the major danger um for me to super territory. Which way are you going, BJ? Well, I got Rationale on top. I think it's um I, I couldn't quite get. To the current quote, the horse that I had Mark's second favourite, who I quite, uh, who I think has come right into this, especially with the scratching of false statement, is Abby Lane. Mm-hmm. I thought first up was massive. First two runs this prep were massive, and then he uh, had some genuine excuses behind Eorways over the thousand last start that was two weeks ago. Back up to the fourteen hundred, I think um, CJP riding well and King. Very astute yard. Uh, I think this could be a nice option for Abby Lane to return to the winner's circle. It's been a while, but um, almost almost 12 months to the day. But uh, I think this is a, as good an opportunity as Abby Lane's going to get to um, to, yeah, to notch up another win. Yep. No, definitely. Abby Lane's probably uh, probably the best horse in this race, besides Russian Ali, who has probably the most upside, obviously. But um yeah, I, I can see that. Just the always concern with Abby Lane is it's hardy mouth stuff out the gates, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, it's yeah. if if they do wander along out in front, and it just could be really difficult to make up the the required lengths if if she's trying to come from last, you know. So, um, but yeah, I mean, there's seven dollars available at the moment after the scratching of false statement. That's a really nice price as well. My, my market basically suggests here I, I'm double playing. I'm dutching Super T and Abby Lane, but I've taken a bit of a set against Rationale, which might be to my detriment. Is if if it's as good as. Uh, the camp thinks i think yeah so i've um i liked annihilator um on top last start uh, he had a bit of a tough run but he was still a bit oh, still yeah. a bit plain wasn't he um i thought that was is, position just nearly position a that, that late in the day three wide line just never looked happy no he didn't as a and horse which was in complete contrast to the way that he powered powered mm. to victory the start before so hard to get it was a little bit inconclusive it's hard to get a really strong gauge on where annihilator is at but you know these neville parnham horses they come they can sort of click into gear and um uh and uh so not forgiving him might prove costly on my behalf but yeah mm-hmm. I'm, I'm i'm still leaning more towards abby lane for sure all right i'm uh i'm gonna save abby lane and make super t my uh my main investment here bj very good. Okay. What time is it, Terry? Oh, it's the Get Out Stakes. ST, and this is a good little race as well. S-T-E-A-K-S. Get Out Stakes time. That is correct. The extremely popular Get Out Stakes is brought to you by Market City Meats, the largest retail butcher shop in Perth, located at the Canningvale Markets on Bannister Road. Timmy Hewitt runs the show. Swing pass. Say good day. Timmy and his team will take good care of you. So congratulations to last week's winner, Mark Miller. Um, Milsey, he was one of two entrants to find point taken on top, but uh, Milsey's prediction was closest to the official winning margin, and um, he claimed I saw that, those that was point. 
sorry, it was point two and point three lengths, wasn't it? That's right. <laughs> that's, okay. that's oh, jeez, bit stiff, bit stiff. Yeah. If you've uh, you've jagged the twenty five dollar pod and been beaten by a uh, been beaten by a lip. Yeah, the runner oh, up was stiff. runner up was very stiff on that occasion. But um, mm. Millsy uh, got the cash, and he uh, he's uh, he's got those. Gourmet Market City Meats Stakes coming his way. So congratulations there. Now to enter this week's Get Out Stakes, remembering it's race eight. There's no ninth race this week. Was there a race? There was a race um, abandoned, wasn't there, Terry? There was, yeah. There was. A, I think it was a 72-plus mile race was abandoned. But uh, to apologise for there only being the eight they've given us two maidens. So um, yeah, <laughs> silver lining, silver lining. <laughs> very generous, very generous. Mm. So, yeah, race eight is the Get Out Stakes this week. Um, so send us in your entries via Twitter at the one one pod who you think will win race eight and a decimal winning margin two decimal places remembering if it's a dead heat the winner will be the person who got their tweet in first under the Sam White rule so moving on to the get out stakes race eight crown towers handicap over the thousand as Terry mentioned in the teaser leading up to this race this is this is a good finish to the mm. day yeah good finish to what is a bit of a sort of flat old day out of belmont but this will get the uh this will lift our spirits somewhat i would say it certainly will it's a um i saw a tweet from uh peter mccormick's young fella scott earlier that said uh, you could run this race um whatever he said 10 different times and get 10 different results and that is uh that's really accurate i mean i think the most important part of this race to dissect is, is the speed map first of all and the second part is deciphering which horses because most of these are 1200 back to a thousand who that suits and who that doesn't suit and i think if you can answer that question chuck them together we can we can find the winner BJ, so the first question we need to answer is, will Mia Dolce hold up from barrier two? There's a heap of speed in this race, but it's drawn underneath all of it. So Jade and Jace with Mia Dolce get uh, get first dibs on the rail. Can Mia Dolce hold out uh, those quick ones outside of her? I think she can, mm -hmm. for sure. She's led over the 1,000, two back, and she held up out in front over 1,200 last start uh, when she was knocked off by Cliffs of Comfort. I'd, I'd be surprised if We've Got Dreams is, is able to cross to the rail in front of Mia Dolce. Yeah, I, I agree. We've Got Dreams is super quick. We've Got Dreams may even lead like by a half length, but not cross her, if you know what I mean. Yep. So Cliffs of Comfort 3 deep the trip. Potentially, yes. Mm. Yes. Yep. It does look that type of race. So it's really interesting. I mean, the, the, the horse that you can't completely put a line through, don't think uh, he's quick enough to, to challenge them. But they've put Christy Bennett on Don's legacy for a reason. That's to carry 51 and to go helter-skelter. Um, so you're going to see there's no reason. If Don's legacy doesn't uh, can show a little bit of toe at the machines early, I think you might see Don's legacy also being a little bit of a nuisance to those couple of horses um, out in front. So then that, we haven't even discussed the Naconian. Who on on the Nikonian stake can really ping and and uh, and, and jump the lids as well. So uh, there is speed galore um, in this race, isn't there? Sure is, yeah. And none faster than we've got dreams. She's seven from thirteen. Uh, what yeah. a good horse. Yeah, uh, underrated. Found the front and money money matters. Just threw everything at her last start over the thousand. Couldn't get her. Money matters. Come out and won last Saturday. She's going to be really hard to beat again. She just loves a thousand. She's uh. 11 starts, six wins over the short course. Yeah, certainly does. Um, whether she's coming towards the end of a lengthy campaign for a sprinter um, and, and this map, I mean, the way I've looked at this map is that I'm going to just 
take on all the leaders in this race. Um, and then look, okay, so we're, we're down to the 1,000 metres from the 1,200 last start. And it does lead you towards Silken Eyes, Nero Dio, and, uh, and uh, as, a, as a roughie, who will probably find a three-wide train, why choose her? I don't think it was suited trying to sprint underneath them last start. Um, Silken Eyes is the one of those three I think is most suited coming back to the 1,000. Um, yep. I thought Silk and I's fought Sean O'Donnell's never, ever a happy horse in the run behind Cliffs of Comfort last start midfield. Um, pretty happy for getting Silk and I's went around. Love the appointment of Chris Parnham. Uh, expecting Silk and I's to be, I don't think has to get, uh, he has to get as far back as he did for Joey as a party three starts ago, or he did for William Pike two starts ago. From barrier one, I think Chris Parnham can probably have him three back the fence. Um, you will be cheering for luck with Silk and I's without doubt. Um, but, Geez, there isn't a jockey you'd want on at the moment more than um, more than Chris Parnham on that type of horse is there. Yeah, agree with that. I just think Silken Eyes is one of those horses that you just got to le- leave him alone mm-hmm. early, you know. Yeah. Um, and uh, Sean O'Donnell bounced him out, which is fair enough because the horse to beat was on that particular occasion was Cliffs of Comfort. Of comfort. Yeah, exactly. So right. he, yep. he he couldn't really be. 11th, 12th, 13th, 14th in running on that occasion, expect to be able to um, get over the top of Cliffs of Comfort. So I can understand why Sean O'Donnell was a, tried to at least hold a midfield running position on that occasion, but it just upset him and he wasn't able to finish off like we know he can. Whereas the start before, William Pike just wrote, rode him ice cold and uh, he just had so much to give late over the 1,000, didn't he? So I'm, I'm assuming from one that Chris Parnham's just going to have to take his medicine early and then, um, and then look to, uh, I guess, replicate the the Wizards' weaving wi- winning run uh, two starts back by picking picking the gaps and um, try to drive Silken Eyes through. But um, so yeah, uh, that's my take on him. I just think he's he's a get back um, launch late horse, but you just he can't afford to to use him at all early. Otherwise, he just revs out too hard. Yeah, so, ex- exactly right. Uh, I think that's uh, I think that is uh, is bang on here, BJ. And um, look, as I said, I. I'm pretty happy. I've, I've got, to, got to take on. Clissa Comfort is is a superstar uh, in the making, but just looks such an ugly map. Back to the 1,000 as well. I, I wouldn't be surprised with this race. I think whatever we tip now, you need to reassess at eight, a quarter past eight on Saturday morning when the scratchings come out because we're not the only one that will be doing this speed map and going cross. We're... You know, we're the fourth widest, very quick horse in this race. There's a big chance we get posted or we might have to take a try and take a sit or something foreign to Cliffs of Comfort. So I don't know what's in the schedule for next week. And it wouldn't wouldn't surprise me um, if, if one or two of these speedsters maybe, maybe is withdrawn for a, a race in seven days' time or something of that nature. So I'd redo the map then. But um, I'm going to play this race a little bit boringly. I'm, I, I'm going to have Silken Eyes as my main result, but I'm not going to lose on Nerodio and I'm not going to lose on Why Choose Her, which I think will get out to $30 plus late um, on the Exchange. Blinkers go on. Went super two starts ago over the thousand meters. Willing to forgive the effort last start on that rail where just the horse never looked super happy. And um, barrier ten could could turn out to be a blessing if um, if we're seeing a really strong horse like Cliffs of Comfort leading up a three wide line. So um, yeah, around the five marks, Silk and I's three eighty five, uh, Nerodio four ten, and Wachu's her thirteen. So can short a shot five five and I reckon thirty late. Wachu's her and make uh, make the three of my result. But Silk and I's the uh, the main play. Yeah, I'm with Nero Dio in the last from gate three, CJP. Uh, this, the tempo is going to suit. He should should be able to get the nice trail. He began, he began quite well last start and ended up holding that midfield, just forward of midfield running position. CJP asked him the question early and mm. um, he sort of, he hit the front and looked, looked to be 
you know, a bit vulnerable late, but he kept going and it was a very high rating race on that occasion. From three, uh, I think he can he can get the right run. Uh, jockey in, you know, riding with supreme confidence at the moment. As I said, tempo's race shape should suit. If the gaps appear, I think Nero Dio is, um, is going to be very, very hard to hold out. The, um, the early local pr- price, $11, was, there was a bit of juice in that. Guru? Yeah, there was. That wasn't uh, – I don't think that was missed. Um, yeah, the 11 bucks. Yeah, I don't think you're going to see anything close to that again, I wouldn't think. Yeah, and I mean, he's got the, he's got the form on the board like that. Two starts ago, he ran second to, to Long Beach. Um, he knocked off leading girl last Saturday. So there's a bit of bit of class around in when it comes to his form lines. Just think just gonna get the the right run in transit and Nero Dio uh he can win again for sure. Yep, the one thing Nero Dio has over over Silken Eyes, as you went uh, as you described perfectly before, is probably slightly more tractable um, as a racehorse. So you can probably um, doesn't have to be ridden dead cold, especially back to the thousand. I wouldn't be surprised to try they try and pause you up slightly closer on um, a Nero Dio here as well. Okay. Okay, Terry, it's time for our best betting propositions of the day. You can kick things off. Okay, my best betting proposition for the day in third place. Uh, no, we won't do that. Uh, <laughs> it is going to go. Uh, I might going to go 220s, even though it's only 270, 280 at the moment. Um, still above my price and uh, just looks like the winner to me. So going to go is my best, BJ. Okay, so my best is race three, horse number six, Chile is hot. I thought uh, I thought Chile is hot um, comparative to Chicks Chatter. I think that five dollars fifty, six dollars fifty around at the moment is good value. Chile is hot. Impressive last start. Maiden winner. I reckon it can win again. Race three. Can we just actually, while we've got a second, can we discuss that name? There's a, a several aspects I want to discuss. The simplicity of it. Chile is hot. <laughs> I mean, let's just just think. Just stop for a second and, and and think about that. Chili is hot. Like that doesn't deserve to win with a name like that, does it? <laughs> and and my, my my second query, and this one query be more important. Um, why why doesn't Chili have two L's? That's a, that's a very good question. Yeah, there's not not a lot of like about that name actually. Now I've had more of a chance to think, so I might have to look at a new selection there. So. <laughs> okay. <laughs> The uh, yeah, the uh, it, as the name suggests, chili mm. is hot, isn't it? So chili, yeah, chili is hot. You have to actually just stop and look at it to realise how poor it is. Anyway, what's your uh, what's your Maddie BJ? Twenty dollars or above? Okay, so I have ended up landing on Peppy Jack as my Maddie. What? Yeah. So Gee, you've, Peppy- you've got a, a really good record with your Maddies at the moment. They're running nice races, but what what have you done here? How how have you come up with Peppy Jack? That horse has wanted wanted to spell about fourteen starts ago, didn't it? Yeah, I just I think it's a pretty ordinary old race, and mm. um, I think he can roll forward. I just like the way that Jade's riding, especially on paces at the moment. Jade McNaught, I think yep. she's uh, she's very she's riding really well, um, riding a heap of winners. I think she got nothing to lose. I mean, Super Territory Toa is five fifty, Annihilate is five dollars, Abbey Lane's five fifty, Rationale. Like, I just think that Peppy Jack, we know what he's capable of. If right, I think aggressive riding tactics from Jay McNaught from gate ten, he can run a big race at thirty one dollars. I like it. I reckon that James Grieve 
Yeah, I think you'll be grieving about you uh, tipping it as your Maddie because they all, they all they all run well above uh, above their SP. So uh, he's got I'd, the team uh, in. He's got the team, Jimmy Grieve on Saturday. He does, yeah, old JG. Yeah, he certainly yeah. does. Uh, the Griever. So um, yeah, no good. Good luck to him, and good luck to him with Peppy Jack. Uh, I'll go with why choose her in in the last, probably my third elect, but um, it's the one that'll get out to well above my price, and as I said, I expect. We'll even see better than the $21, $23 late. I'm going to hold off in hope that we will see 30 plus because there will be strong money for We've Got Dreams and Rodeo, Cliffs, and Silken Eyes, which okay. should mean why choose her as a forgotten horse and pops out to something mad. Yeah, Ash Maley and the Guru, always, mm. uh, always a good we're combination. Due, we're due to team up. Yeah, we're, we're due to team up again, me and uh, me and Maley. So, we, uh, yeah, this, is our, this could be our turn. Excellent. Okay, so that brings our preview to an end uh, on uh, Idyllic Prince Stakes Day. 